Oh, muli sa ating lahat. Uh, don't worry, I'm not gonna speak Tagalog for the rest of the <laughs> for for, uh, for almost 30 minutes. But um, I praise God, and uh, this is my first Christmas. My wife and I we celebrated it with our friends. And um, though I miss my family in in the Philippines, but still God provided the family here in GGCF and course of Filipino families, extended families, and uh, we enjoyed our Christmas uh, here. And um, today, uh, last week, we actually celebrated Christmas, and for almost a month, we heard and actually sang Christmas songs, right? Though I'm not a singer, last week, we went to three of, of our, our Filipino friends, and we sang Christmas songs, and I enjoyed that. And uh, I told Pastor, Pastor, I was looking for a bato just to, you know, <laughs> in the Philippines, he used to do that. And um, I enjoyed celebrating, no, this is my first time. So I enjoyed that Christmas caroling uh, last week, and uh, I praise God for that. And um, last week also, most of, of if not all, uh, children, uh, wake up early in the morning of December 25th, and they they were so excited opening their gifts, right? All of them, uh, some of them were uh, happy for the gift that they received, and some of them are not. And uh, the truth is, we cannot please everybody, even the children. And um, and as we look forward next week next week next sunday will be 2014 wow ang bilis ng okay and as we wait for new year let us take a few seconds to see what had happened in 2004 and 2013 i tried my best to look uh, for the for this historical event that happened in 2004 2004 facebook was launched and we made this guy a billionaire and uh, 2005 YouTube was launched and what you call that USB flash disk or flash drive replaced floppy disk uh, guys you still remember that floppy disk or not anymore <laughs> okay and in 2006 Twitter was launched and Saddam Hussein was executed and in 2007, the first iPhone was introduced to the people. And in 2008, Beijing hosted the uh, Olympic Games. And in 2009, Barack Obama became the first uh, African-American president. And in 2010, Haiti, or Haiti, struck by a devastating earthquake with death toll of 222,000. They died. 222,000 people died on that uh, event. And in 2000, and, and on that same year, I don't have the, the, the picture, the iPod tablet also released. And 2011, Japan is devastated by magnitude 9 earthquake and tsunami. And in 2012, the famous Mayan calendar reaches the end of its current cycle. And millions were dismayed because that 
that they think that the world will end, but it did not end. And on the same year, I married my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in 2013, the strongest recorded typhoon destroyed and killed almost 6,000 people in eastern Samar. Look at the place, it was flattened. And recently, the famous I stand for Phil, the uh, uh, Christian who just um, stand for, their, for his belief, and it also happened. I don't have the picture, and I'm sorry for that, I forgot. My wife told me yes last night to put that picture. But, uh, <laughs> okay. As we look back uh, through those years and um, see what God has been doing in our lives, uh, what about you? As you are now exiting 2013 and entering 2014, and as you look back on this year, what are the things or, or, or important events you will remember or trying to forget? Are there any regrets in life that you wish did not happen or perhaps plans and promises that you did not fulfill or accomplish? To tell you honestly, I've got few of them. As we face 2014, for most of us, it is a new beginning, a new opportunity to correct what happened in the past and make it right in January 1st, 2014. That is why we, that's the reason we invented New Year's resolution, right? New Year for us, or for many of us, it's a new life. However, for some, New Year is just another year. They don't care. This too shall pass, that's their motto. And I am sure for, for many of us here today, you have already prepared your New Year's resolution. Am I right? Or you don't have a New Year's resolution yet? For, for some, it will be health resolution. Right? That's, that's, the only, that's always the first in, in our list. From, from, from now on or next year, I will not eat. I will diet every day. Okay? And for some, it's business resolution. Next year, I will not sell illegal stuff, just legal stuff. And for some, it will be job resolution. Next year, I promise that my boss will not see me sleeping in my desk. And for some, it's a marriage resolution. Next year, I promise that I will be a better husband and a better wife. Next year, that's for next year. And we still have one wish to, to be a, a bad husband and a bad wife. Okay. And next, uh, for some, it's a spiritual resolution. I will read my Bible for the first time next year. Where's my Bible, by the way? <laughs> and if you are still undecided, 
to what will be your New Year's resolution. I hope and pray, and I pray that we will learn today, what we will learn today will help you spiritually for next year. If you have your Bible with you, kindly open it to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. It's just a two verse or verses that we're going to, to study. Chap uh, we have it in our DMP. So let, let me read it. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. It says, Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, O Lord, that last week we celebrated Christmas, Father God. Thank you, O God, for our families, for our friends that we have shared your love, Father. Thank you, O God, that uh, though some of us, our families were in the Philippines, O God, and we miss them so much, but Father God, you made a way, Father God, to, for us to enjoy Christmas, Father God. And thank you so much for today, Father, as we are going to, to study your word. We pray, Father God, that give us wisdom and understanding. Give us open heart, Father God. Father God, it is my prayer, O Lord, that use me, Father, as your servant. Teach me what to say and what not to say, Father God. Override my preparation, Father God. It's not me, it's you, Father God. Bless each word, Father God, that will be coming out of my mouth and that I will glorify you. We pray that the Holy Spirit will guide us. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Two important lessons that I want to share with you. First is that forgetting the past. It says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13, But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind. Forgetting what lies behind. Is there anyone here who don't have past in their life? Can you raise your hand? Unless you're dead and you just go here, attended the GGCF for Sunday. Still, everybody here has a past, right? Then I can say that everybody here has imperfect past, right? No one in this room will look in their past and see that nothing you and I aren't ashamed of. We all have blemishes and stains in our lives. Actually, we put so much energy just trying to forget that bad memories in our lives, hoping that no one will know. And because we're we are we are are investing so much energy 
we forget to live our lives what God has intended for us to live. And this is, the, this is also the reason why Christians will not share the gospel because they are stuck or cannot move because of their past. It's the truth. Are you familiar with this, uh, with this line? I can't share the gospel to my family or friends because they know my past. Actually, I can't win my best friend, one of my best friends in Christ, because he knows me, everything about me. When I decided to follow Christ 100%, you know, when I shared the gospel to him, he's just laughing. But guess what? Even though we always say that line, the writer of Philippians, it was Paul. Not, not Brother Paul, it was the old Paul. It was Paul. And what was his life before knowing Christ? Do you know Paul's life? Right? I know you know Paul's life. Paul's past is no different than our past. He persecuted the early believers. Actually, in Acts chapter 8, verse 3, but Saul was ravaging the church and entering house after house. He dragged off men and women and committed them to prison. He put all every believer, Christian believers, to, to prison. And Paul was there when they executed the faithful servant of God, Stephen. He was one of them. When the accuser was about to stone Stephen, they entrusted their robes to Paul. You'll find that in Acts chapter 7, verse 5, verse 58. And Paul, he was a very religious man. He, he devoted himself in following the law. All his life, he followed this book of law, thinking that it is the right way to please God. In, in, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 to 6, it says there, Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, guess what? Blameless. If you're going to ask Paul to recite the law, he'll probably recite it 100% correctly. Very religious. Brothers and sisters, you might be attending the church every Sunday. We might have memorized the Bible from front to back and back to front. Or we are devoted Baptists and Baptists, you know. 
you know the bhaktis the people who always sit at the back they are bhaktis no i'm uh, just, just, <laughs> just i'm just joking <laughs> still your past is not different from my past you cannot say pastor your past is better than my past because you are a pastor pastor your past is way 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 better than than than, than mine if you can only see what i did in my past oh boy you will condemn me let me tell you this brothers and sisters my past is per is imperfect just like yours why did i say that i have an imperfect past because of sin i am one of well, i am one of the people who are condemned to die in hell i'm one of those people i am part of this roman street 23 for all have seen and fall short of the glory of God. I am part, I am one of that people. I am one of that all. And guess what? You are part of that too. No one is exempted. Not even the Pope, not even the Dalai Lama, not even the greatest pastor, not even the greatest apostle. For all have seen, period. The Bible did not say, for, all, for, for the Filipino have seen, they will die in hell, no. For, or, for all the Americans have seen, then they will go to hell, no. For all have seen. And we share that same penalty also, the spiritual death. In Romans 6, 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. Because we are sinners, our, our, our past is, was so imperfect. This is our penalty. We all shared, and we also share this promise, the redemptive promise of God. In, in, in Romans chapter 6, verse 23b, it says there, but the, free of, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you are a, if you are a Christian, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this promise, will never be taken away from you. And this is one of God's promises to you. In John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, But to all who did receive Him, who believe in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Let me repeat that one. I love this verse. But to all who did receive Him. If you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, 
as your personal Lord and Savior, what will happen to you? He gave the right to become what? Children of God. You are a children of God. And in Romans chapter 3, verse 24 to 25, this is what God did for us. Actually, the continuation of Romans 3, 23, if you still remember that, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and then this is the continuation, and are justified by His grace, as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood, to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance, He had passed over former sin. By grace. I love that grace. We are all justified by His grace. If you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, brothers and sisters, you are justified. We are all under God's grace. The salvation we have received from God is only by His grace. I cannot say my salvation is better than your salvation. I cannot say that God loves me more than He loves you. I cannot say that. Because God's grace is equal to all. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 9, it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. Have you noticed that? That every time I preach these, these verses, always on my sermon outline, This is to prove that we cannot work hard for our salvation. If we can work for our salvation, Christ's birth, Christ's crucifixion, Christ's death, Christ's resurrection is useless for us. If we can work for our salvation. If we can only join a religion, then... God, the Lord Jesus Christ, should not have come here on earth just to do all those things. It's useless. God should have put in the Bible, if you join GGCF, you will be saved. If you join this certain uh, this, uh, religion, or whatever religion is that, you will be saved. No, he didn't say that. That's why he said, he sent his son, our Lord Jesus Christ for us. 
I love the meaning of grace. Uh, grace is the unmerited favor of God for us. And I found, uh, when I was looking at the internet, I also found this one. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. And because of that grace, Paul is telling us that don't be a slave to your past. Yes, your past is imperfect, but God justified you through His Son, Jesus Christ. If your past is hindering you to grow spiritually, that is not of God. That is the devil instilling lies in your head. Let me repeat that. If your past is hindering you to grow spiritually, that is, not, that is not God, that is the devil instilling lies in your head. Our, imperfect, our, our imperfection is covered by Jesus Christ's perfect blood. Imagine that we are so imperfect but because God is so perfect, His blood covered our imperfection. And as we forget our past, Paul is also encouraging us to forward to the future. That is my second point, forward to the future. In, in Philippians chapter 13b, It says there that one thing I do is forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Yes, it is very important to forget our past, our imperfect past. But many people, especially Christians today, they forget their past but will not move on. I remember this story I read in uh, Facebook and it goes like this. There were two sisters from childhood and they hated each other. They always fight every day. One day, the, old, the older sister um, found out that she has a cancer and she needed to go in chemo. Uncertain to what will happen in that therapy, she called her younger sister. And this is what she, she told her sister. I just want you to know that when I die, you are forgiven. But if I live, things are still the same. Moving on is part of spiritual growth. If you will not move on, you will remain spiritually dwarf. You are still familiar with that four marks of spiritual bonsai, right? What was that? The lead, unable to listen, unable to educate, unable to disciple, anticipate and unable to disciple. 
you will remain as a bonsai if you will not move on. If you will remain on your past and you know just keep on telling that to yourself now, oh I cannot I cannot praise God even though I accepted Him as my personal Lord and Savior. I cannot even share the gospel because of my past. And Paul said that one thing he does aside from forgetting the past in verse 23b is that straining forward to what is ahead. What is ahead? The heavenly prize. Compared to what he have here on earth, compared to his earthly status, Paul considered, considered them all garbage in comparison to knowing Christ. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 9, says there, But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish, that I may gain in Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. Paul is trying to tell us that whatever I have in my past, I considered it rubbish. Whatever I considered like, he's, he's, he's trying to tell us that, hey, hey guys, I am the pure, I am one of the pure Hebrew of Hebrews. But I consider that a loss for Christ. And he considered his greatness in the law as nothing. He considered all his treasures as garbage. He considered his membership in Pharisee men's club a rubbish compared to knowing Christ. For him, his past is nothing. That is why he is looking forward, not looking back as a sorrowful, as a sorrowful sinner. He is looking forward as a justified follower of Christ. Watching a game of football, uh, of course we don't have that in the Philippines, I noticed that the receiver, you know, the one who, of course, you know that, the one who received the ball, <laughs> is the receiver. Oh, why do I have to tell you that? <laughs> I'm just learning. I'm still learning. I, said, I asked uh, a brother, Alfeo and, and Tom, about football, and they keep on telling me about stuff that, okay, let's just talk about basketball. <laughs> Did you notice him, that the receiver, when he received the ball? Have you ever seen a receiver, when he received the ball, going backward? No, right? He's going forward. And even though people are trying to stop him, big guys have seen, oh, that's humongous guys, you know. They're big. 
I wish I have that body. <laughs> just joking. Uh, no, not really. I don't like that body. <laughs> oh, and even though people will try to stop him and, and get the ball to him, he will still keep on going until he reached the goal. That's what Paul is trying to tell us. Just keep on pressing on until you reach your heavenly goal. What is our heavenly goal? This is what Paul's goal in this, in this and I will close in these two verses. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 14, it says, that, it says there, I press on toward the goal and to the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I press on toward the goal. What is his goal? It's just the winning the prize? Or is Paul's goal is just, you know, proving that I am right and Christ is the real savior? Or proving that, hey, I'm the most intellectual Christian or I'm the most intellectual uh, apostle of all the apostles. His goal, you can find that in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. It says there, My goal is to know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering being conformed to His death. As we leave 2013 with so much regrets and praises in our, in our lives, and as we face 2014 with full of uncertainty, the question is, what is your goal for 2013, 2014? Is your goal to, to earn more money? Is your goal to... What is our goal? To earn more money, right? <laughs> is our goal to, to, to have more material things? I was, I was uh, you know, trying to, to ask my wife in a subtle way. You know what? My, my patient asked me what is uh, my, 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 my dream gift for Christmas and I and and I told him that you know I, I want uh, Xbox one it's trying to you know <laughs> sideways not indirectly but but and I know is I know what the answer will be but uh, I still <laughs> try my <laughs> try my luck <laughs> but I just just try you know we have our goal but my wife showed me that that is not our goal for next year. For next year, we'll have a lot of, a lot of uh, bills. <laughs> I, I, I praise God for, for giving my wife a wisdom. What is your goal? Is your goal as a Christian will just sit here and do nothing? What is your goal? 
as the children of God. Just to hear, and after the preaching, we'll, we'll just eat. What is our goal as a Christian? May we, I, I, I prepared, you know, uh, six heavenly spiritual resolution actually. Oh, they, they showed it. It's not, a, it's not a surprise anymore. First, uh, as, as we move onward to what is ahead, may we have that heavenly resolution in our life that knowing Christ will be our ultimate goal. And uh, why not consider this simple spiritual uh, resolution that I have prepared? First, I will believe in all His promises to me. Is that a good resolution? Uh, even you are, even though you are a Christian for so so many years, you still doubt that God's promises is Lord. Is this true, Lord? Is your promises are, are true? I think I've been praying for almost eight years, Lord. I've been, we've been praying for for almost for more than a year now. We still have no little kiddos in our in our house. Lord, you, are you true to your promises? Number two, I will believe that all my sins are forgiven and eternal life is secured in Jesus' name. Many Christians still live their lives as if their sins were not forgiven. As if their salvation can be taken away from God's hand. Number three, I will read the Bible and pray every day. Is there anyone here who completed reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation? Or we just read the, oh, hey, Pastor, I read the Genesis and the Revelation. No, the Genesis and Revelation. From <laughs> Why don't we consider that as, as a heavenly goal, that reading the Bible for the whole year? And number four, I will apply what I have read in the Bible. Reading the Bible, praying, it's okay, good, good. But what is hard on, on that part is applying it in your daily life. When God said, forgive, oh Lord, I cannot forgive. That person did something wrong to me. When he said, give, Lord, this is the only uh, $10,000 in my bank. It's hard to give. And he said, and the Lord said, share the gospel. Lord, let the pastor do that. That's why they're there. And when, when, the, when the Bible said, go share love. Lord, I'm shy. 
Number five resolution that we can consider is that I will share God's salvation to five people every week. Just five. Is that too many? Five people every week? Sharing the... Okay, three. <laughs> or seven every, every week. One person every day. I remember when I was in, in the Philippines, our pastor told us to share eight uh, to share the gospel to eight people every week. And um, we need to keep a journal and name and a number so that uh, we can show it to, to him. And you know what I did? I, 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 it's hard for me to share the, the word of God to, to Palenque or is that the market and mall. You know what I did? I went to the campus and uh, I shared the gospel to every student that are uh, sitting and doing nothing. And to tell you honestly, I, can, I, I shared the gospel in one day to 18 people. It's just that plan ahead. Go to, to a place where you know God can, can use you. And it says there in 5, Reach out to those I hurt and who hurt me. Reach out to those people who cause you pain. Is, is that a good heavenly resolution for next year why don't we start now as we enter 2014 at least we have one week of preparation before January 1st and number six I will use my talent or talents if you have a lot of talent and spiritual gifts or gifts in serving God Probably you can sing or, or can play a guitar, can play a, a drum, can play drums and can play piano and what you call that, uh, Congo? That Congo? What? Ponga. Okay, that drum. That two drums. Okay? Uh, honestly, I don't have... I love music, but music hates me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you can play, go, go and uh, tell Pastor Ken, Pastor, I want God to, I want to serve God and be used by God for the whole 2014. And if you can share the gospel, if you have that, that desire to share the gospel, go, share the gospel. I hope that those uh, six heavenly uh, spiritual resolution that I have prepared will help you in your spiritual journey next year. Two points that Paul taught us today. Forgetting the past and what? 
forwarding to the future. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, O oh God, that our past, our imperfect past, O oh Lord, is nothing because your blood, our, our, our Lord Jesus Christ's blood, Father, covered those imperfections in our life, Father God. Thank you so much, Father God, that we know, O oh God, that we, if we have received our Lord Jesus Christ our, as our personal Lord and Savior, those imperfections are gone, Father God. As we live our lives, O oh God, and as we enter 2014, Father, may we live our lives, O oh God, like what Paul said in his letter, that pressing on his, on his goal, O oh God, and his goal is to, to know you more, O oh Lord. Father God, we cannot do that if you will not help us, Father God. And thank you so much, Father God, that salvation is free. We don't have to join religion. We don't have to do good works. We don't have to pay for it. We don't have to, to do anything, O oh God, just to believe in you, Father God. And thank you so much, Father. Thank you for forgiving our sins, Father God. Thank you for allowing us that next year, oh God, again, we can worship you and that you will use us, Father. Thank you, O Lord Jesus Christ. Bless our day today as we fellowship together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you, Pastor Chris. Isn't it wonderful to hear uh, such a refreshing uh, message from him?